Robin Hood men in tights, and saw among many, many others. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in giving a massive Birmingham round of applause to the author of a brand new book that he's just written. It is about the, the making of the Princess Bride. It's called As You Wish. Please give a massive welcome to Carrie Always. Hi, welcome. Wow, thank you for coming. Well, you're not just your average everyday home run of a mill movie star, are you? Very funny man right here in the front row. <laughs> thank you all for coming. Um, you guys having fun? Yeah. Uh, come on, you can do better than that. You guys having fun? Yeah. Yes! That's what I'm talking about. Awesome. Okay, so, Harry, thank you very much for joining us. Welcome to Birmingham. Now, in your book, uh, which you can buy this sound, by the way, you can buy it and ask it and sign it. But tell us about for you what it was like working with Andre and John now. I understand you got injured playing with his ATV? Yes, Andre the Giant. Does everyone know who Andre the Giant is here? Okay, so Andre the Giant was 7 foot 5, 450 pounds. And he was a truly gentle giant. Uh, he would give you the shirt off his back. It'd be enough for five people. He'd still give it to you. And Andre couldn't get around very easily on the set. And we were filming in Derbyshire in the Peak District, and he couldn't get up onto the location where we were shooting. So the production rented him an all-terrain vehicle. And it, I think it was the only one in Britain at that time in 1986. It was a three-wheeler. And if you go on your phone, you can look it up. It's a, there's a picture of him on it. It's a little red thing. It looks like a tricycle under him. And um, he loved it. I mean, you never saw a giant move so fast in your life. He would just zoom by on this thing. And he, uh, he would come up to me on it, and he would, uh, he would say, Hey, boss. He'd call everyone boss, which was hilarious. He'd go, Hey, boss, you like my toy? I go, It's very nice, Andre. It looks like a lot of fun. He goes, It is a lot of fun. You want to try it? I say no, Andre. I, I don't know how to ride one of those things. And he just zoom up like that. Second day. Hey, boss. Yes, Andre. You like my toy? Yeah, it's great. It's great. You want to try it? No, Andre. Take off again. This went on for like three or four days. On the fourth day, he came up to me on it. He goes, Hey, boss. Yes, Andre. You know you want to. <laughs> So this was the point where my hubris succeeded my aptitude, and I finally caved in uh, and said, okay, I'm very sure. And I was due to shoot the scene. I was already in costume. I was due to shoot the scene with, with Robin on the top of the hill where we both fall down, yeah? And so I get on this thing, and immediately as he gets off it, it, it already goes up another two feet in height, right? And his bodyguard, like he needed a bodyguard, that was hilarious. His bodyguard comes up to me and goes, uh, it's very simple, Governor. It's just like a motorbike, you know, clutch here, right there, on off switch, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Greatest lesson I had in learning how to ride an ATV. Anyway, I got on this thing, I put it in first gear, I didn't get more than two feet, and I went over a rock, and I broke my left toe. I got caught between, a, between the clutch pedal and the rock, and it just snapped like that. So, this is ten days into shooting, and we hadn't even shot the sword fight scene yet, so I'm thinking I'm going to get fired, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that's it. But uh, 
luckily we worked around it. And if you look at the film again, you can see some scenes where I'm a little light on my left foot, <laughs> uh, even during the sword fight. So yeah. And what was it like filming with Andre Jackson your first day? Okay, my first day's work with Andre was when we shot the storming the castle sequence, uh, and I'm playing mostly dead. I don't know if any of you have seen the film. I'm sure, some of you have, right? I'm playing mostly dead, and uh, Mandy's there, and Andre, and I think Andre has the first line. I think he asks uh, Montoya, he goes, I wonder how long it takes before it takes effect, or something like that, and, and, and Mandy says, uh, your guess is as good as mine, and then I come to and I say, I'll fight you both together, or beat you both apart, something like that, and sure someone will correct me here. And, um, and then Andre says, I guess not very long, like that, right? And he didn't even get to the word long when he let out the most mammoth fart. I mean, we've all experienced giants, giant farts. This was a giant fart, ladies and gentlemen. This, this was a 15-second, insanely loud, I mean, the sonic resonance. I looked over at the sound man, and he was lifting his head, trying to his head like that. I looked over to Andre, and he had this beautiful smile on his face, just like one of total blessed relief, yeah? And, after, you know, people were grabbing the set. Some people thought that it was like an earthquake, you know? They were just grabbing the set. Like and when it was all over, there was a stunned silence, because no one knew what to say after a thought that insanely powerful place, right? And I think uh, uh, Rob Reiner, the director, broke the silence and he said, uh, Hey, Andre, you okay? Like that. And Andre, without missing a beat, said, I am now, boss. And that was my first day working with Andre. But there's lots of great tales about the making of the film and the book, so I urge you all to uh, come on by the booth, and uh, we'll sign the book for you. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And, and by the way, I, I share the book with the whole cast and the filmmakers, so it's not just me who wrote it. I, uh, that Rob Reiner's in the book, and Bill Goldman, and Robin Wright, and Billy Crystal, and everybody's sharing their own memories as well. So it's really the definitive book about the making of the film. And when you writing that book, and the process of writing the book, did you kind of remember things that you'd forgotten previously and think, wow? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it was amazing. I started to remember things I'd forgotten all about. It's, it's 27 years ago, you know? Um, for instance, I forgot that when we came to shoot the sword fight scene, when we go up that, uh, that ruined tower, when I'm fighting with Mandy, um, when we came to shoot it that day, uh, for some reason it wasn't working for the camera angle, and, uh, and Rob said to Mandy and I, don't worry about it, we'll fix it later. And Mandy said, well, wait a minute, you mean the camera can't pick up what we're doing with our swords, and, and Rob said, yeah, it doesn't matter, we got the rest of the fight. And Mandy, being the perfectionist, he is, Mandy went, well, wait a minute, we can fix this. How much time do we have? And Rob said, you got 10 minutes, you can't do it in 10, 10 minutes, like that. And Mandy went, yes, we can, like that. And in 10 minutes, we went and figured out this, this whole sequence up the steps of the, of the castle ruin, and we did it on the day, which was amazing. So I forgot all about that. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, it must be great now as well to be able to get the book out here and meet the fans with yeah. the book and try to get their feedback on what you've done. 
And speaking of what you've feedback, we're now going to turn the questions over to you. So if you have a question, let's ask Pick your hand up and I'll come around to you. We are going to go, to, we do have one on Twitter though. Okay. This is a bit of an interesting one for you. All right. It comes from at Poe. Now, she says, did you ever find the key to the chastity belt? <laughs> Very good. Uh, I think Mel Brooks has that key. I don't know. No, I never got the key. Right, so if you'd like to ask a question, please feel free to see your hand up, and I will begin with this man sat quite conveniently by the speaker, so you'll call it. Hi. Hello there. Hi. What's, Hello. what's your name? I'm Mark. Hi, Mark. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Um, I'm a big film fan, and the best film ever made is Glory. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. It's a wonderful film. Could you tell us a little bit about what it was like on set? Sure. Uh, it was one of the most incredible movies I've ever worked on. Uh, incredible talent I was surrounded with. Uh, Matthew Broderick, Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman. I would just go, by the way, I would go to the set even when I wasn't working just to watch uh, Morgan and Denzel work. I just loved watching them do their thing. Uh, we shot it in Savannah, Georgia, and a place called Paris Island, and a little bit in, in North Carolina, I believe. Um, it was a long shoot. It was about almost four months. It was a long time. It was great fun. And uh, an incredible script written by Kevin Jarre, who's actually Maurice Jarre's stepson. Now, Maurice Jarre is the guy behind the music of Lawrence of Arabia. So, um, and it's his, his stepson who wrote the script. Yeah. <coughs> Thank you for that question. Question for Jim and Nate, what's the bit? Hi. I know not only did you do um, Princess Bride, but you did three roles in three Ghibli films. So my question is, do you find voice acting a little bit more challenging or just as challenging as physical acting roles like the Princess Bride? Okay, I love doing voiceover work. Um, and I love working with Mizuyaki. I mean, I think he's an incredible talent. And uh, it was challenging only in so much as we had to make the dialogue fit within the mouth movements of the, uh, that had been already dubbed into Japanese, yeah? So that was a bit of a challenge, it was fun. I love a challenge. I think the challenge to me is what it's all about, you know? It, it makes it exciting and interesting. Um, it's easier than making movies because you can go and do voiceover work and, and, and you don't have to shave, you know? Or, or get cleaned up, you can just show up in, uh, you know, jeans and a t-shirt, which I kind of like. Um, but yeah, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed those films. I have a question for our lady here. Someone to the middle. Excuse me. Hello. Hello. What's your name? My name is Sam. But first, I think Hi. you've put a curse on me because when I went to the cinema a few years ago with my friends, my electric bike, my uh, wheelchair bike, and today my scooter broke. So I'm blaming you because you're the constant figure in that. <laughs> I couldn't hear a word you were saying, but I heard that. <laughs> that was me swearing, I'm sorry. Okay, what, what, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear what you were saying. I, I, Basically, when I went to go see Princess Bride in the cinema, my okay. electric wheelchair broke. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay, because on the way here, my mobility scooter broke, so I'm blaming you. Oh dear. <laughs> it's not my fault, I swear. But I'm happy to push you around if you need me to. I might take you up on that. Okay. Okay. Deal. This isn't much of a question, but I was going to ask you if you could do the English accent. Can I still do an English accent? Yes, uh, if I put my mind to it. 
I know I've lived in the States a long time, so you can probably hear a little bit of my, my uh, American drawl coming out. But uh, if I spend a long enough time back home, I can get my accent back. Yes. And we've got a couple of questions towards the front. Please keep your hand up, don't drop it, because then I... Hi. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Carrie. Hello. Nice what, to meet you. What's your name? Hi, uh, David. Hello, David. Hi. Um, listened to you the other week on uh, Kevin Pollock's chat show, okay. and uh, very impressed with that. Could you remind us of the time you started work with Roger Moore and how that came about? Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so, when I started out in the movie business, I, I started out as a production assistant. And the reason for that was I wanted to learn what it was like to be on a movie set. I wanted to learn everything about the making of a film and what it was all about. So I started at the very bottom. And my job was to basically print call sheets on a, on a Xerox machine. So I got kind of a massive overdose of gamma radiation from that. And, uh, and making coffee for people. But it was great fun because I was working on a James Bond film. I was working on Octopussy. And, and so it was very exciting for me, uh, my first film being a Bond movie, right? So I was at Pinewood, and one day, uh, the unit production manager came up to me and said, um, uh, yeah, Roger Moore's driver is sick, and we need someone to go pick him up from this hotel, and you're gonna be the guy to do it. And I thought, why me? I, I don't even have a car. I, I, I was going to work on a motorbike, you know what I mean? And he said, no, 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 we want you to do it. So I went and they gave me a car to go to London to pick him up and I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified um, of driving the you know, bond to work. I, I could see the headlines. I thought, great, I'll, I'll crash the car and I'll see the headlines. A, a lowly production system kills bond. <laughs> and so I drove about five miles an hour on the, on the highway, on the freeway there. And uh, Mr. Moore, who was very sweet, was reading his newspaper in the back. And at one point, he lowered his paper and he went, You can go faster if you want to. <laughs> like that. And I was mortified. But yes, I think I kept to about 10 to 15 miles an hour the entire journey because I was so scared. Yeah. And we have a question for a lady here. Hi, there, Hi. Uh, my name's Helen. Hello, Helen. Uh, you had an incredible cast on uh, Princess Bride. Yes. Some amazing comedians. Yes. My question is, who made you laugh the most on set? Oh my gosh, I, I can barely remember a single day without laughter on that movie. And that's why I wrote this book, to share with everyone just, just how fun it was for us all. I mean, it, you're right, it was a tsunami of talent. Uh, Chris Guest was hilarious. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal was so funny that he ended up pretty much shooting his scene with only Mandy in the room and Andre because I, I was banished from the set. Myself and Rob Reiner were banished from the set because he made us laugh so much. He, he was doing medieval Yiddish stand-up, okay? Fully in character as Miracle Max. And I can't repeat some of the things he said here because there are kids here today. None of it could be used, obviously, in the movie. But uh, it was pretty crazy. And so Rob, the sound man, banished Rob from the set because Rob's laugh is very robust. So they set up a monitor in the hallway and he, he ended up directing the scene from the hallway. And then I was supposed to be mostly dead in the scene. I was just lying there still on that table. And I wasn't supposed to move at all. They, they, in fact, they told me not to breathe because they see my chest move. But once he launched into his stand-up, I, I mean, I was forget. And, you know, so they banished me as well and replaced me with my rubber dummy. 
which is in the scene, which I think ended up acting a lot better than me. Um, but yes, uh, Mel Smith, I couldn't even watch him during the scene, and it made me laugh. I mean, he came up with that whole cold sore, and it was brilliant, on his lip. I mean, and that whole bit about coughing, and in fact, his very first entrance is he comes down the steps, and he, the last four of them, he goes quick. I mean, it was just genius. Absolute genius. Yeah. I have a question right down the front. Hello. Hi, what's your name? What's it, right. what's it like to be directed by uh, Mel Brooks? Is he as free, freelancing as it's, it's been told? Yes, he's great fun. Mel's hilarious. Uh, he's very positive. His favorite word is yes! Except when you're not doing so well, in which case he goes, yeah! like that. <laughs> but yeah, I had so much fun making that. Uh, it was a thrill to work with him. I grew up with his movies, I've seen all of them. Producers, Young Frankenstein, Blades of Saddles. I mean, I just felt privileged to be asked by him to be in a movie like this, you know? So, yeah, great fun. Great fun. Uh, a question from the lady here. Hello, what's your name? Lara. Lara, how are you? Lara. Lara, I'm sorry. Uh, it seems that they are going to do a remake of The Princess Bride. They are? Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Says, says who? Who, who, who said who said they're gonna make a remake? I have read several magazines about the cinema. Where? Where did you read it? I bet you it was a blogger who didn't like it, the first one. Seriously, putting Google Paul Rudd as Wesley in Google and you will find the news. I promise you that's not true. Well, I would like to know if you what do you think about that? Uh, Someone wants to do a remake because for me and my friends in Spain, we are really disappointed. Oh, thank you. It's a classic. It's like to try to do a remake of Star Wars. Thank you. you Wow, that's good company to be in. But yes, no, I don't think they are. I think people talk and make stuff up online now. You know, you can't believe everything you see on the internet. Uh, I do know there is a, a Broadway play in the works. And I think that would be great. There's plenty of song titles to go with. I mean, right? Even anybody want a peanut would make a good song. You know? But no, I don't think that's true. So don't 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 stress yourself over it. I have a question for the young gentleman here. Hi, how you doing? What's your name? My name is Samuel. Hello, how are you? How old are you? Eight. Eight. Have you seen the Princess Bride? Yeah. How many times? Seven? Get up here. Come on.
question down here from any other lady, I believe. It's not warm enough in here, is it? <laughs> Can I make it a little warmer? Welcome to the marshmallow. Aha, yes. We're working inside a marshmallow. That Hi. Hello, what's your name? Nikki. Hello, Nikki. Hi, we were wondering what your favorite part of Robin Hood was, like what your favorite scene or um, aspect of filming? Um, I think working with, uh, well, I love working with all the cast, but Dom DeLuise made me laugh so much. I, I, I asked Mel if he would put Dom DeLuise in the movie because I love Dom DeLuise. I love him. I, I, I remember watching him in a film of Mel, excuse me, of, of Mel's called Twelve Chairs. Have you ever seen that? Hilarious. If you haven't seen it, just fast forward to all of Dom DeLuise's scenes. He's absolutely brilliant. So I asked Mel to write a role in for him, and he plays a sort of Marlon Brando, a godfather character in the thing. And he was hilarious. He was absolutely hilarious. And we have a question from a lady here. Hello. Hiya. Um, so I watched The Princess Bride for the first time last weekend. Awesome. I don't know how I've not seen it. I uh, loved it. What's your name? Uh, Sophie. Hi, Sophie. Um, so I wondered what your favourite part of making the movie was, because I loved it, and it was just hilarious the whole way through. Thank you. Well, I love the whole experience, which is why I wrote the book. As you'll see, it, every page is, is, a, is another moment of hilarity on the set and craziness. You know, and I shared some of it with you now between Andre's part and the whole thing, it's just crazy. So, yeah, I urge you to get the book, because you'll be able to watch the film again, only differently, after you read the book, okay? Thank you, I'm glad you got to see it finally, sir. I have a question for this lady here. Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, What's you. your name? Shannon. Hello, Shannon. Uh, I just wanted to know, uh, if you could have played any other character in the place of Friday, of the who would you have played? Gosh. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, I thought it was so well cast. It's hard to think of anybody else in those roles. I mean, if you can believe this, can Is that someone calling us? No? Oh. Somebody's car is parked in the wrong place. Um, uh, okay, so, so uh, Wally Shawn, who plays Vincini in the movie, you know the guy who says inconceivable all the time? He thought that he was going to be fired because his agent told him that, that the producers wanted Danny DeVito and not him in the movie, if you can believe that. And so the poor guy was sweating while we were shooting, convinced he was going to be sent home. And, and if you look at his performance now, it really is inconceivable to think of anybody else in that role. You know? I mean, he's so perfect in it. But he even, he even walked up to Rob Reiner while we were shooting and goes, I don't know why you kept me in this movie. I'm not even fulfilling. And Rob said, but I love what you're doing. It's hilarious and this. But he was convinced he was going home. I mean, he would say, he took Chris Guest to dinner and said, that's it, they're going to send me home. They got my ticket, I'm going home. And, and Chris said, you're crazy. I mean, nobody's sending you home. And he was, poor guy, he was absolutely, he describes in the book, he says, I was haunted by the ghost of Danny DeVito the entire time I was shooting. Poor guy. But he's wonderful in the movie, so, yeah. I can't think of anybody else in this world, even myself, you know. I've got a question off to your right-hand side. Hello. Hi, where are you? Do you have it? Oh, hello. Gentleman here. Hi. Oh, hey. Uh, 
My name's uh, Tim, Tim Sigley. Hello, Tim. Uh, this isn't a question, more advice. I've written down a script, but I don't know how to like move the script from. Like, I don't know like who to give it to, so I was wondering like, if I could like, ship it to, just say, make the script a thing of existence. Okay. To film and direct and act and stuff. Okay, so what's the... Can you give him the microphone back? Okay, so Tim, right? Yep. Tim, uh, first of all, what sort of budget are you looking at? I have no... It's... That's a good idea. Basically, it's like a, I know one of them should be like mega budget, but you have two of them be like maybe like short, maybe slim. Well, it's, it's a it's an apology flick. Okay. Well, it depends. If it's a small budget film, then I recommend you sort of figure out a way to cast it. First of all, find a casting director or cast it yourself, and try and raise the money through independent financing. If you can raise the money and make it for very little money. That's the best calling card you can have as a director, to be able to make a, a, a small film, even a short, just to get your work out there so people can see it. But if you try and you know, get your, uh, a big budget film off the ground, having never written one before, it's very hard. You have to sort of, you have to know casting directors or you have to know actors or what have you to get them attached. It's very difficult. But if you start out small, and do something that's within the realm of a, you know, a small budget thing, that's usually a good way to get started, I, I found. Yeah? Is that helpful? Okay, good. Uh, we have a question here, still on the right side. Hi. Hello. Hi, what's your name? Uh, Elliot. Hi, Elliot. Nice to meet you. Um, what was the hardest scene to act in uh, The Princess Pride? Um, well, the sword fighting was hard because I had a broken left toe. <laughs> Uh, and that was definitely made it a little bit more interesting, shall we say. Um, yeah, the, I think everything after I broke my toe, you can go back into the film, you'll see I'm hopping. I hop into the fire swamp, I hop on the top of the hill with Robin before we fall down. I think I'm hopping in a couple of the scenes in the sword fight. Yeah, it was definitely a challenge, but we worked around it, thank goodness. I mean, oh, oh wait, there was one more. Chris Guess knocked me out. You know the scene where, where Ruben hits me over the head with a sword? He literally knocked me out in that scene, for real. That, what you see me being knocked out in the film, that's me actually being knocked out. I woke up in the same, in the same hospital where I was having my toe splinted, uh, spl uh, having a splint put on my toe, by the same doctor. And you know what he said to me when I, when he, when I woke up having stitches being put on my head? He goes, you're very accident prone, aren't you, Zorro? <laughs> so yeah, there was a couple of challenges where I was shooting. Okay. We have a question from Spider-Man. Hello, Spider-Man. Hi there. Oh. Hello, how, how are you? What's your name? Dorian. Dan? Dorian. 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 Hi, Dorian. How old are you? Four. Five? Four. Four, Four. okay. What's your question, Dorian? Um, he just wanted to say hi. Aww. <laughs> Come and say hi. <laughs> I actually met Dorian earlier. You came by my booth, didn't you? Check him out. Is this the coolest Spider-Man you've ever seen?
Here we go, for Dorian. Give it up for Dorian. Which one? 
Which one? One second, I'll be right down with you. Oh, on the boat. On the boat. You like anybody want to appear too? Yeah. Awesome. We, we both have the same quote we like. Cool. Thank you, Al. Right, now we are going towards the back in the middle. Of the boat. Is there any way we can turn the lights down a bit? Just a bit? That would be great. You guys, there we go. Man, it just went down about 20 degrees. In the marshmallow. Okay, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Hi. <laughs> Hi, my, my name's Pete. Hello, um, Pete. I'd just like to ask you, what was the experience like of working with Coppola on uh, Dracula, off, opposite uh, the great Anthony Hopkins as well? Sure. Uh, what was the experience like? Pretty amazing. Um, I was, I'm like many people, a huge fan of Coppola's. I've seen, you know, Godfather, I don't know how many times, in the pockets now, even more. And, uh, I was just so thrilled to get, get a chance to work with him. So I spent a lot of time just studying him and studying how he worked so I could just use the opportunity to really learn from the maestro, you know. Um, we had a lot of rehearsals. We went up to Napa, to his uh, vineyard in Napa, and did a lot of rehearsals there, which he filmed. I don't know where the footage is now. I'm sure it's part of his archives, but he filmed us all doing rehearsals, so it was an amazing cast, really. Richie Grant, Gary Alban, Renona Ryder, and as you say, Mr. Hopkins, he was fantastic. Um, very, very, very uh, intense movie, Keanu Reeves. Uh, we shot it mostly on the soundstage at Sony Studios um, because Francis didn't want to use CGI, which I thought was very cool and very brave of him because he could have easily just caved in to, like many other directors do, to using CGI. But he wanted to make all the effects in camera. And, uh, and that was quite a challenge for him. But I think it turned out brilliantly. I loved the movie. I thought it was beautifully done. And I had a joy. It was a joyful experience for me. Yeah. And we are right towards the back camera with a lady here. Hello. Hello. What's I'm your Jeff. name? Jess. Hello, Jess. Hi. Um, I was just wondering, if they ever make a Saw 8, will you be interested in being a part of it? Ah, that's a good question. I don't know. It depends. I, I, I haven't heard anything. I'd love to. I think there was talk of maybe James Lee coming back and making another one. But it, I guess it all depends on them and the fans. If you really want me to do another one, you can always you know, get on the Saw blog and uh, start campaigning if you want. <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to do another one. I, I, I enjoyed making them. So, yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. And we have a question for this lady here. Hello. Hello. What's your... Oh, I was wondering what your first ever role was as an actor. My first ever role was in a film called Another Country with Colin Firth and Rupert Everett and it was Colin's first movie as well and it was uh, an adaptation of a West End play that was very popular called Another Country, same title written by Julian Mitchell and uh, yeah I was very nervous if you go back and look at it you can see just how green I was pretty green but uh, very excited yeah. 
Hi. Question from the lady at the front. Hello. What's your name? Hello. Hello, Amanda. Um, on such a night, Bennett E. Bates mounted the gas panels inside his soldier on the bench for half a year at night. Sorry, it's wow, that was impressive. You actually know the film that well. I'm impressed. That's um, awesome. If you were to play, who, is there a historical character that you, somebody from um, reality that you'd really love to play? Huh, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I've had such an incredible career playing. So many historical, as you know, I, I pick historical characters for a reason because I love this film. That's my it was the only subject I, I excelled in at school. Um, I don't know. Um, I just, I'm not sure. Maybe, do you have any ideas? No? I'm reading, I read a lot of biographies. I'm reading a great biography now about Marlon Brando called Brando's Smile. And, uh, but I'm too old to play Brando. But yes, it's, it's a wonderful book. If you if you if you love Brando, you should get this book. It's called Brando Smile. It's really great. Yes. And a question, Linda. Hi. What kind of plans do you have for the future? Plans for the future. Um, the immediate future or the long-term future? Long-term. Long-term to spend as much time with my daughter as possible. That's my greatest production. It's a little over budget, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question here. Hello. Hello. Hi, what's your name? I'm Hannah. Hello, Hannah. I just want to ask how you are today. I'm a little warm, <laughs> as you can probably see. How are you? Is it cooler over there? Uh, no, not really. Not really. It's really warm. Sorry about that. <laughs> I wish I could help out. There's no air conditioning in the marshmallow. We're all turning into s'mores together. Okay. Yes. I have a question for a young lady here. Hello. Hello, what's your name? Bats. Hello, Bats. Um, if you didn't pursue a career in the film industry, which uh, career do you think you would go into? Well, I just started writing, so, and it seems to be doing pretty well. So far, so good. Touch wood. Um, I guess I would probably get into writing, you know? But I love the film industry so much, I can't even imagine myself not being a part of it in some way. That's why I sort of started out as a PA. Uh, I love being around it. I love the whole industry. And, uh, but yeah, I guess writing, everything. Yeah. And we're right at the back, and I have a question for a gentleman here. Hello. Hello. Um, What's your can name? You hear me? Where are you? Put your hand up so I can see you. Oh, there you are. Hi. What's your My name? My name's Ben. Hi, nice ben. to meet you. Nice to meet you, Claire. Uh, I'm not sure the question might have already been said, but what would you say was the most demanding role you've ever had to play? The most demanding role I've ever had to play was playing Ted Bundy. Yes. A lot of you probably haven't seen that. It's certainly not the same demographic as Princess Bride, that's for sure. But yes, I had to play a serial killer. And uh, the research was not fun at all. At all. Uh, not a good headspace to be in. I'll never forget the first meeting I had on the set, besides meeting the cast and the director and everybody in the crew, 
was meeting the real detective, a guy called Detective Pepper, who actually tracked down Ted Bundy and, and, and uh, interviewed him. And he proceeded to do a slideshow during breakfast, by the way, while, you know, we were being offered coffee and scones and stuff. He gives a slideshow about, about, you know, how corpses slowly uh, deteriorate. And I, I thought, okay, this is day one of this whole project. And uh, that was definitely a challenge. Um, I'm not sure I'd want to be in that headspace again. I think I've done that, and that's that's probably the only time I'll ever be there. But yes, that was probably the most challenging one. And we have a question from a lady here. Hi, Joe. Hi, what's your name? Ginger. Put your hand up so I can see. Right here. Hi there. Hi, Ginger. Hi, Ginger. We met a little I just met you. Yes, you're yes. from Savannah. Yes, exactly. Savannah, Georgia. How hey. you doing? Doing fine. Just have a question about Gloria, as you probably guess. Yes. Uh, despite the fact that it won Oscars, are you kind of disappointed that it didn't become more commercially successful? Um, yeah, I think it's tough to do war movies that are commercially successful. You know, that's always been a genre I think Hollywood has, has you know, grappled with, you know, in terms of how to make a war film commercially successful. People on the whole don't really like to go to see war movies on the whole, um, especially when there's conflict going on in the real world. If they feel like, you know, I can switch on my television if I want to see violence like that. And they, they generally stay away from going to the theaters to watch it. Um, there are exceptions to the rule, like, like as I mentioned, Apocalypse Now. Um, but yeah, I, I think we all hope that it would do better. I think the film holds up pretty good, right? I, I'm, I'm very proud of it. Um, but yeah, tough. war movies are tough. They're very tough. And we have a question in towards the back of the middle area on your left hand side. Hi. Lift up your hand when you when I'm ask right, a question. Lift up your hand. Sorry. I'm right hand. There you are. Yeah. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Emily. Hi, Emily. Uh, most of us know you for playing heroes or heroic characters, but in Kiss the Girls you got to play a pretty good villain. Was yes. it kind of nice to, to switch it up for a change? Yes, it was. And I got to work with Mr. Freeman a second time, which was a, a joy for me, because he's just a wonderful human being and an incredible talent. And uh, so that was a thrill to get to work with him again. Um, villains are always fun because not dark ones like Bundy, but fun villains are fun because you get the best lines usually and uh, it's funny, Brits in, in the States, we tend to get offered the roles of villains uh, as you can tell, like Alan Rickman's made a career out of it, you know, um, Tim Roth, Gary, you know, a lot of us get, it's because in America they consider when, when you're British, they consider us to be somewhat, I don't know, they think our accent is villainous or something, I don't know. But we tend to get cast as villains a lot. But uh, I'm happy to get them if it's a good role, you know. And that was a fun one, that was great fun to do. Yeah. And towards the back again, here we... Hi, raise your hand for me. Hi, how are you? What's your name? Hi, um, I'm Jade. Hi, Jade. Uh, Obviously, I'm assuming you've played Stage Rope. 
and I'm going to university to study drama. So have you got any kind of hints or tips for boosting your confidence when you're on stage? Okay, stage fright. Um, I read a book when I was a kid, starting out in the business. I read as many books as I could on actors while I was a production assistant on the Bond movie. And I read Ralph Richardson's autobiography, and I read Laurence Olivier's autobiography. And Olivier suffered from terrible, terrible stage fright. Now, you're too young to know who he is, so you'll have to Google him when you leave the, the, this very warm marshmallow. But he was a wonderful actor uh, from the 50s and 60s in English film and theater. And he suffered from terrible stage fright. And I remember getting to that point of his biography where he talks about it, and he said, what I used to do was, I would go while, while people were getting into their seats in the theater, the way he would help give himself a, a boost of confidence, he would go up to the, to the curtain, and he'd open it slightly, and he'd look out at the audience, and he'd say, tonight you're going to see a performance that will change your life. And it was his own sort of way of building up his, his self-esteem. And I thought, if Laurence Olivier suffered from stage fright, then it's okay for me to be nervous too. I think the day you stop being nervous or excited about doing something is the day you should quit. Because I think everybody has a sudden degree of nerves before they get up in front of a camera or on stage. I think that's just normal. The best advice I can give you as a student is one word. It's a little like the graduate when the guy says plastics, but here it is. You ready for it? Perseverance. That's it. Perseverance. You gotta hang in there. Okay? Good. We have time to carry over here. Okay. On your right so again for one final question. Oh, this may be hit. Hi. What's your name? Natasha. Hi Natasha. Um, I just wondered, like, um, because you're at Comic-Con, like, what's your favourite kind of comic? <laughs> what's my favourite comic? Tintin. Tintin, yes. I'm a big Tintin fan. I campaigned for that role. I only had one day's work on Tintin, but it's a pretty funny story. You want to hear it? Wait, you really want to hear it? Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Right. The last story. So, I'm in Los Angeles. And I'm shopping with my wife and my kid, and we're pushing my kid on the car in the supermarket. And we go past one aisle, and my wife stops the car and she goes, Oh my god, oh my god. And I thought, What, what, what happened? She goes, Steven Spielberg, he's in that aisle. I go, Yeah, right, honey. Like he does his own shopping. She goes, Honey. It's Steven Spielberg. Trust me. So I grab the car and I literally do this. <laughs> and sure enough, it was Spielberg. You know, shopping for like Count Chocula or some kind of cereal. And I thought, my God, what the heck is he doing? So I, I thought I have to say hi, you know, what if he saw me and I didn't say hi, it's a Hollywood rule, you've got to go and say hi, you know, it's just polite. So I thought, he's making Tintin. I'll go talk to him about Tintin, right? This is my favorite book growing up. 
So I go up to him, and he's very polite and very sweet. And he's like, hey, Gary, how are you? And I said, fine, sir, it's a pleasure and an honor and all of that. And I, and I said, I finally get to um, Tintin. I go, Mr. Spielberg, I understand you're making a movie about Tintin. He goes, yes, yes, well, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I go, I sure would love to have a role in that if there is one, if there's any left. He goes, gosh, Harry, it's kind of late. We, we cast the whole movie. And I thought, oh, man, I blew it. And I said, is there anything left? And he goes, well, I don't know if you'd want it. It's one day's work and it's a very small role. And I go, try me. He goes, can you do a French accent? I went, but that's Keros. <laughs> the worst French accent ever. And he goes, fine, I'll call you Monday. I'll have my guys call you. Monday morning, his office calls and I go to work two days later. On I mean, what are the chances of that? So I had a very blessed life, really. And I want to thank you all for coming. It means a great deal for me. And uh, thank you for making me feel so welcome. And you can pick up the book as you wish it is available there on the side there all the way down and Aaron will join us again tomorrow. Hold on, give it up for Stuart, please. Thank you, thank you Stuart.